Listening to Video Games to the Max. Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max. I am your host, Sean Garmer, and here with me as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And well, uh, there is a few things to talk about here. Mark has played the Street Fighter 6 demo, so he has thoughts about that. Dead Island 2 has gotten off to some big sales. The Mario movie is still going crazy and breaking records and we got uh, some nintendo indie world stuff to get into as well along with some other news and notes and well just to go ahead and get out of the way as always whether it's your first time listening or watching or your hundredth time watching or listening we do appreciate you uh you can watch us live on monday nights somewhere between the time of nine to 11 p.m. Usually try to start by 10, but sometimes things happen and we can't like today. But either way, we will be on demand for you on Tuesday early uh, for those that want to watch later, which you can do so on YouTube at WTM Network. And then you can also uh, watch on like other all the other streaming places that we do it live, you know, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or whatever. That's WTM Network as well. And then, of course, if you're the folks that like to listen with your ears still, which is also me. Everybody likes to do video, as even we do, and I'm still listening to podcasts with, with my ears most of the time. Uh, so you can do that. Um, remember, again, just want to always preface this, that we no longer have the network feed on the audio side, so you have to go find us at Video Games to the Max, uh, where everything else is, you know, WSN Network, you have to go find us Video Games to the Max on the audio side. Wherever it is that you like to listen to audio, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon, whatever, we are there. You can subscribe, like, follow. Anytime we do a show, it is there for you. And then, of course, if you like what you hear or you go visit the channel, you see there's other stuff there. Uh, you know, Radlison Broadcasting, they're doing a show right now, actually, uh, reviewing a TV show. They just uh, they did their review of. Uh, Renfield uh, from last week. I'm not sure which movie they're doing this week, but they always have a movie every week that they're doing, and they pretty much like to keep up with everything. And we have Todd the Cakey keeping up with the anime thing. MMA for Marks is doing a show right now as well. They keep up on the MMA side. Uh, there's wrestling as well in there. So plenty of stuff for you to check out aside from us. But if you like everything video games, that's what we kind of tend to do here. And we'll start off here with I guess talking about some games we played. Uh, sure. Mark, you you played that Street Fighter Six demo. Yeah, uh, I think it was, was the open beta. You know, a month or two ago, whenever it came out. Uh, I mean, this kind of put it out. Uh, it's good. Or it, uh, there's only two fighters: uh, Ryu and the the bland guy. I forget his name. Uh, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I never. Yeah, the, the guy that's on the cover. Yeah, I think it, it's okay. not Seth, but it has a, he has like some dumb generic name. Yeah, uh, and he had, plays like a Ryu clone, or you know, he has like a fireball or like a dragon punch, you know, which is kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, it seems good, or it seems a little more approachable. I didn't do the uh, avatar creator because I don't care, but I just played the fighting engine stuff, and yeah, you can like, uh, it has like not the V trigger system from five and I think four, 
but it has like kind of a parry system is also like a like anime attack looking system which is kind of cool yeah seems good my only problem uh, is the roster is filled with like interesting looking characters with some of the dumbest names possible um i was going to say like is there anything necessarily like the two uh, like the parry is kind of new and the uh like special or the power attack because you have like this six gauge meter at the top uh and basically like when you do a parry or do a uh the attack like it drains one of the one of the boxes from that i mean it refills eventually but if you keep parrying or attacking then it kind of like you basically get like knocked out and you, you get i think it's called like uh not overblown but like overdraft or overdrawn or like some you know something correlated and it's like oh now you have to like you can't do those attacks anymore and if you get hit hard you'll get dazed you know have the yeah. dizzy animation <laughs> I mean, it, it's good that at least you uh, enjoyed it. I mean, were you able to check out anything? Didn't it let you do the world tour mode, or you didn't? No, you could just exactly. like I said, I didn't create the avatar, but you could you could just create that, and that was it. Because it's not going to let you play the world tour mode. Oh, okay. It doesn't let you play anything. It just lets you mess around with the character. Okay. Yeah. Uh but yeah. Like I said, my only my only problem is like the oh the the other guy's name is Luke, but like okay. yeah, just some of the you're, you're like, very generic. Yeah, like. <laughs> All the new characters have like these like American ass on the names, or you know, just like Kimberly, uh, Jamie, uh, Marissa, Lily. It's what do they have? Some like white guy, you know, some American guy just naming these characters. Like, why don't you have any of these like creative names anymore <laughs> or you know, interesting names? Yeah, that's what it like. They were talking about what the uh, the first four, I guess, DLC characters are yeah and it's like damn i remember a time when when we had characters that didn't sound like you know you're just run-of-the-mill character here um right ed i guess rashid is kind of well he's from dc five also <laughs> yeah uh at but, least yeah. akuma's coming pretty early and then aki which i guess shouldn't be confused with the uh the wrestling no. Yeah, Aki's been a main character or been a character for a while, also. Yeah, but also it's funny because like the, you know, super deluxe version of the game, like the two hundred fifty dollars one, comes with two statues of Luke and Kimberly, and it's like, ah, oh, yes, everyone's favorite. You know, like you couldn't like put in like one old guy in there instead. Like, I guess they they want to you know as they've been doing as they did with five, right? Just kind of milk it along and. You know you can get people hooked by having the older characters later. That 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 leads to a pro or that leads to the problem of Mortal Kombat Four, where they had like a pretty split roster, but then no one liked the new characters, and they've barely ever made an appearance ever again. Like Quan Chi did, and he's kind of a joke. And that's about it. <laughs> yeah, but as for the game itself, it seemed cool. Like I'm sure we'll be getting the code, and I'm sure we'll be the one reviewing it. So. <laughs> Yeah, I know you're uh, excited for that. You you're gonna get <laughs> my get two in a row there that you'll be like reviewing back to back considering yeah. what's coming out around that time. So, but good to know you enjoyed it at least. Yep. Um, anything I I forgot to ask you last week. Uh, you had been talking about that PS3 dev kit that you yeah, showed this goddamn off. Thing. Yeah, let me, let me rant on that for a minute. Okay, I had to put custom firmware on it because the hard drive is locked. Out of, out of the box, and okay. I couldn't figure out, like, how to unlock it. Like, I couldn't even 
drag a file onto the hard drive. It would just be like, access is denied. You need different permissions or some bullshit. I even asked a dude who worked at Rockstar. Like, as a net, he was like, worked on like the networking side. He doesn't work there anymore, but like he was around for the PS3. And he was like, I don't have a clue. He's like, I think he was like, I forgot, but let me try to remember. And he never got back to me. The easiest way to do this was custom firmware. So I did that, uh, installed a few games. I got Gears of War 3 working on that thing. Uh, Interesting. Which barely runs, but is just kind of cool from a, you know, just a what if scenario or like, yeah, this right. works. I mean, it doesn't work well because it's not optimized at all, but it runs. You know? And then I found four other games uh, like online to run like beta stuff. Uh, Until Dawn was originally a PS3 game, oh, not wow. PS, not PS4, uh, and it runs, but it has the fatal, the fatal flaw of not. I can't actually run it correctly because it requires the PS3 uh, Move camera, which I do have, but also the PS3 Move controllers, which I don't have. And even if I did, I couldn't use them because they're wireless, and my dev kit doesn't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of an issue. <laughs> so were they were the move controllers at one point ever like no where you were connected uh, into something? The dev kit, uh, so, well, it, it's supposed to come with a Wi-Fi antenna that mine doesn't have. Oh, okay. And okay. I'll never be able to find online. Yeah, uh, I mean, I can maybe try to source it or something, but it's impossible. Uh, and then I found a few other bait like betas for like Need for Speed Most Wanted. Uh, Dead or uh, Remember Me and Dead Space 1, and I couldn't get any of those to run correctly. Like, that thing is like solve one problem and then it creates two more, right? <laughs> I'm happy I at least got Gears of War on there, like, that's that's cool. Yeah, I mean, at least it is like you said, it's a thing you can say you have and you got some things running on it. Um, yeah, fortunately, you weren't able to. I, I well, I have to burn. I have to actually buy and then burn some Blu-ray discs because I can't transfer anything to the network, like over a network to that thing because it just kind of fails out. And that thing only has a FAT32 file system, so I can't transfer like games over four gigabytes. Most games are bigger than that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to try to install uh, The Last of Us uh, 1 on it because people have unlocked the debug functionality for that. And that's crazy. Because, like, that game was supposed to have a co-op mode. The one that they're trying to... Well, not the co-op. That's the multiplayer. But Yeah. No, this was a straight-up co-op mode where, like, one person plays Ellie, one person plays Joel. I wonder why they never put that in. Probably because there are times in that game where you are separate. Right. And it would have been, like, too much of a hassle for them to, like... You know, if you're playing as Joel only in a building, like, oh, what do I do for Ellie? Or, you know, do you have to, like, program, like, a whole new section for her? Or... You know, stuff, something like that. That's my theory. And it's also apparently like, pretty buggy because it's not, you know, finished. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Hey, it's that's cool that you happen to find that. And if you can get it working. Yeah. Yeah. And let now me know because that'd be cool. To see. You know, it's sitting in my closet, <laughs> which was an <laughs> ordeal in itself. <laughs> yeah, I bet that was a pain to get in there. I remember last time you said that that was really heavy. So, yeah. Indeed it but, is. <laughs> uh, well, anything pretty else that. Uh, uh, still messing around with Everspace 2 a, a little bit. That's about it. You still yeah. octo, octopathing it up? Yeah, I'm uh, about halfway through the chapter threes. And I, then most of them kind of 
that's it. Like I actually almost would have yeah. bought that game last week because GameStop had that like buy one get one deal going exactly. on. But it was only the Switch version. And it's like, I would rather have this on PS4 or PS5. Uh, or PS4. I did see that there's a sale for it to on like for it to be $45, but obviously you don't get the buy one, get one. Yeah, like, I, yeah. for that sale, if I would have bought like Zelda uh Skyward Sword HD or Bayonetta 3 and then Octopath or something else. Yeah. I mean, if you do ever get it, it's uh, definitely worth it. You're gonna at least have something to take up your time yeah. uh, for a while. But yeah, like you said, I would definitely recommend uh, getting it on the the PS5 if you can, because I I did have some problems. Now this was on the TV, so I don't know if on the when you play it on the actual portable it does it, but on the TV I had I did have some issues where it was randomly like had some slowdown and stuff. Yeah, uh, I don't know if that's because I'd had the game running for a while. If I maybe would have started it up fresh before I did the boss battle, it might not have done that. But yeah, I'm. Almost to the point where I'm getting close to the end. I feel like I, I put 80 something hours in like, right. uh, and it, I'm enjoying every moment of it. I, I think one thing I haven't talked about here is like how really good the music is in this game. It's actually pretty impressive uh, how all of the characters each have their own like theme that kind of transitions into the battle theme when it's their boss battle that you're fighting because technically remember that your party is non-existent. They're just kind of there uh, when you're doing one of the story things. So it's really just, you're playing that story through that character's eyes. And then the party appears when you're doing battles and stuff. Uh, but you do get more of that uh, banter with the other ones uh, in, yeah. you know, as further I've gone along, you get more and more banter because they've obviously gone through more and more things. So they have more things to relate to with each other. And you do kind of get the like the ones that have the, the cross stories. Those tend to talk to each other more in the banter as well, which is actually kind of neat. Like having that more of that connection with each other of like, oh, that's the one that reaches out to, you know, Oswald, for example, when he finds out some big moment in his story, the one that he has the cross progression with uh, in their story is the one that kind of reaches out to him, you know, and says, oh, I'm going to help you when that time comes or, or whatever. And it's it's really neat to see. It's something like you didn't get in the first game again. And it's like, again, it makes you kind of keep wanting to watch. But each of the stories, they've ramped up really well. Like each of the stories had moments that I was like, oh, damn. That got me, you know, it's like, it's really good. I don't think there's one that I just had no interest in at all. Um, I do think like the, the merchant class is a bit like, it has some cool support skills that actually help your party out. If you can, uh, cause everybody can have a second job, right? And you can rotate them around. So what I did was I let everybody have the merchants like support skill where you can have a, a boost power at the beginning and then also have like the full latent power gauge, which is the new thing where they have like an over kind of like a limit break, but it's kind of not. Uh, so that's neat that they have these like secondary jobs that you can mess around and all of them have. And then you have the one that you stick with, which you can have, gives you extra skills and stuff like that. So um, yeah, just hopefully this week I'm going to get to the final end and then I can, I, even though I don't know how much I'm going to play because this week is where 
all the games that I've been waiting to want to play are either hitting Game Pass or uh, one we're going to talk about a little bit later got just shadow revealed. And I was like, wow, of all the weeks for it to come out, it comes out tomorrow. Uh, yeah. So that might be what I'm going to be doing for the next. It'll be the game that I'm going to be talking about, uh, you know, if, if there's a show next week. So, yeah. And then after that's Redfall and, and some other stuff. So those definitely going to be things uh, for us to talk about here soon. Uh, sorry, I should have played uh, Minecraft uh, Legends and I, I probably should have played uh, a few other things. But I, I kind of got caught up again and seeing how far I could get in Octopath and was like, damn it, <laughs> I didn't, I uh, ran out of time. Uh, the time is not your friend sometimes with these. But um, I, I love the fact that my internet goes out right when I'm about to transition to something else. Uh, yeah. But anyway, that, that's the, the thing that happens when you're doing live streaming. So I think that's going to do it for us talking about games we have played. Uh, let's talk about some games that are either coming to something or have released uh, this week. Um, first of all, just some stuff that I did mention uh, Game Pass here. So some games that I'm definitely looking forward to or that have already come out. Minecraft Legends is out already. Uh, Coffee Talk Episode 2. If you like the first one, definitely go play this. I've heard it's even better. Um and then you got Medieval Dynasty and Harms, uh, Homestead Arcana, which is like a farming game, but with like you're a witch. So it has more magical stuff in it. Uh, Listen, I'll tell you yeah. a game. <laughs> I guess you could call it that. So close, close enough. And then a game that I've actually really been waiting a, a long while for, uh, Cassette Beast, uh, which is like sort of like a Pokemon type game and they and they have fusions and stuff like that it's coming to consoles like later in the year but it's coming out on P, uh, pc game pass in a couple of days and then you got uh blaze blue cross tag battle which uh, you reviewed but not mistaken. no i never played oh no you didn't play that one okay nope. of like I'm, the one that you i'm sure played. it's another another one, one of those types of games <laughs> and then the last case of benedict foss which is another one of those annapurna joints that i've actually been uh really excited about as well it has kind of like a dark aura to it has some puzzles in there too so that'll be another one i'm going to be uh looking forward to uh as well so and then of course redfall on the second you got the playstation plus stuff which if you didn't think that microsoft and uh sony are working together uh microsoft is very much playing nice here with what you can go get right now for extra and premium because it's almost all Bethesda stuff. Uh, Wolfenstein 2, the the second game, uh, Wolfenstein the Old Blood, all of the old Dooms, uh, the PS4, like, you know, Doom 1, Doom 2, Doom 3, 64 version are all part of the premium. Dishonored, Definitive, yeah, Evil Within, like, the Doom Eternal, like, pretty much every freaking Bethesda thing. Yeah, you could think of is gonna be on uh, this month. Uh, if you still haven't played Slay the Spire, definitely go check it out. Sackboy Big Adventure was uh, pretty great at the launch of the PS5. I would check that out. And Paradise Killer is a pretty uh, great game as well. So some good stuff here, uh, and as well as Kena. I forgot to note that Kena was one of uh, my favorites from the year it came out too. So some good stuff in here. If you like Bethesda games, you can't complain if you're a PS Plus subscriber. You got plenty of that in there. 
And not to be left out, Nintendo added some Sega Genesis games in here, Mark. Uh, All the big hits. Hey, at least they added some decent ones. Street Fighter 2 Special Champion Edition. So they're getting on the Street Fighter craze as well, uh, knowing that Capcom's about to release a new one. So this mixes um, Street Fighter 4, Street Fighter 2 Turbo and Street Fighter 2 Champion Edition together, along yeah. with uh, some like boss fighters and stuff. I don't know if you ever played this or... Yeah, uh, but I played but... it with the crappy three-button controller, so it sucked ass. <laughs> that helps, too. Yeah. Uh, Pulse Man, which is kind of cool because it was made by Game Freak. It's the last Game Freak game made by them before they officially started working on Pokemon. Uh, and it actually like only released physically in Japan, and it was only here in North America through the Sega channel, if you remember what that was. Yeah. Uh, most people probably don't. But <laughs> Sega actually had... You know, uh, an online game service. Well, it wasn't online. It was like yeah. through a cable system or yeah. through a cable. But they and they they you could play games. Yeah, it, which was what was different. Like you know, the precursor to all these things we have now, which is kind of cool. Well, it was a cartridge that you like plug yeah. in the coax cable into, so it would like download the game yeah. in the cartridge, and it had a very small like memory size, like memory limit. So like. Mortal Kombat 2, I think, was split into two games. <laughs> like, half the fighters were on, like, one side, you know, and half the were on the other. That's, like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they had that uh, back then, and they made it work. Like, it's it's crazy. Like, at the outset of uh, the, the internet and all that, it was there. Yeah. Um, I mean, the crazier thing, which never came out in America, was, like, the Super Nintendo to Teleview. Because that was, like, getting stripped from, like, a satellite, you know? <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, where you got that Chrono Cross uh, Radiant Dream thing from, right? Yeah, and the Zelda game just, like, locked to that thing. Yeah, yep, but, that too. Yeah. I'm surprised Nintendo never thought about, like, putting that into some other game right. at some point. Uh, and then they uh, Kid Chameleon, which that's a game I do remember playing. Yeah, that's uh, a great game. It's it's yeah. really hard, but good. Like, they should do an HD re- remake of that. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, Definitely one if you, if you have the expansion pass, go check this out. It's um, I remember having a lot of fun with it. I died a lot, but yeah. yeah. And then uh, Flicky was also a ninety eight eighty nineteen eighty four Sega arcade game they brought in the yep. Genesis too. So yeah, uh, lots of stuff being added here, and we're not done yet. Humanity apparently uh, give credit to PlayStation. They may not be the biggest games. But they are adding games as day one PS Plus. So every month since March, we've had a day one game. You know, you had Chia in March. You had uh, Meet Your Maker as part of the PS Plus Essential stuff in April. And then you have Humanity that's going to come May 16th as a day one game. Of course, this is also, you can use it with VR. It's supposed to be, you know, uh, a big PSVR 2 and VR 1 game that you can play. But you can also play it just on your console as well. Uh, or on PC, and yeah. I did you play the demo? Um, no, I think like, I, humanity is that that like uh, that's the one with the dog that leads the people around and oh yeah, uh, that's the lemons game. No, no, yes, I didn't play that, but yeah. it looks cool. It's uh, it it is kind of interesting. I like, guess one that I've seen, and I'm like, you know what, I might check this out. Enhanced does great stuff. Obviously, they did uh, you know Tetris Connected. Um, 
all that. Res. So yeah, res. So definitely one that if you like those kind of games, I would give them a shot. Um, and hey, it's gonna be on PS Plus. So, and I guess the the first big release of all these releases we're gonna have in a row. Uh, for a while, we're gonna have at least one big release a week. Uh, Dead Island Two is the first one of those. Yep, and it actually sold pretty well. Consider all things considered, you know, we were all sitting here with both of us. How many times have we talked about it being delayed, and how many times uh, have we talked about, oh man, this doesn't look good? You know, are we going to be talking about another bomb for uh, Deep Silver and, you know, by extension, Embracer and all that? And lo and behold, uh, it's actually over a million copies sold in three days. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, you know, but, it doesn't stand up to the Resident Evil 4 see, uh, milestone to, and all that. But To me, they probably only sold 200,000 copies. The other 800,000 were all pre-orders from like 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you may not be wrong. There could be uh, quite a few pre-orders that people just forgot to pick up. Yeah, this they just randomly got sent a game like, oh, yeah, I did pre-order that nine yeah. years ago. <laughs> all right. People have had it on their uh, the Gamefly queue forever. Yeah. And they're just sitting there like, oh, hey, that came in the mail. All right, let's go. But they, they've they uh, logged uh, all the all the people that have bought the game or they've logged 11 million hours of playtime. They've died 28 million times and they slid over 1.1 billion zombies uh, since it came out on the 21st. Um, I, we had, remember we had Kyle on to talk about the PSVR 2. He was playing it at the time. Yeah, and you know he liked, he, it, he liked it a lot. He he yeah he likes it a lot. He he uh, gave his thoughts on it on the latest uh, spectator mode, which you guys can go check out as well. Um, over there from the Outer Haven guys, and he he likes it a lot. He's he's been sitting there talking about when this game came out that he hoped it did well. So it looks like it's going to be doing that. I don't know how much more it will sell with uh you know the big game that's coming out next week probably going to take off take up a lot of uh space as far as people deciding you know because people are going to have to start people that don't have money to buy everything that comes out you're gonna have to start making decisions here uh yeah. what you want to buy um and dead island 2 might be having to make some space for you know a certain star wars game that's coming out uh this week so uh we'll see how that goes but it again, it is good to hear that people are enjoying it. Uh, whether they're laughing at the stuff that's going on with um limbs flying around or just watching all the kills happen. And I, yeah, I saw like a video of like a montage of a bunch of different kind of kills, and I was like, that does look like fun, something I, I could definitely play for a little bit. Um, I'm not like somebody this wants to play a game where that's kind of what you do, but you know, it seems fun for a while. Uh, speaking of selling, uh, if you didn't know, for some reason, you've been living under a rock, that Super Mario Brothers movie is out there. I'm sure most of you have seen it by now. Uh, and I, and most of you are seeing it over and over again, because this thing is now at 871 million worldwide. The impressive thing to me, Mark, is how close the, the worldwide and North America numbers are. Like, normally you see, like, a big disparity between domestic and yeah when you international. go international right and this hasn't even come out in japan yet it comes out in japan on friday yeah so 
Can you imagine when it comes out in Japan and this week it doesn't really have a, uh, any competition at all? It's definitely going to be number one again. That's definitely going to make it hit that one billion mark. Like you said, I don't know how much more over a billion because we do have the big behemoth of Guardians of the Galaxy 3 coming out yeah. uh, the, the week after. So we'll see you know, what happens there. But right now, there's nothing stopping this thing. Um, it made another $58 million over the weekend domestic, which is the highest for an animated movie ever in its third weekend, which that's incredible by itself. Um, it could potentially do that again this weekend. Uh, I had a friend, at, a co-worker, who could still not get seats for the 4DX showing altogether with uh, his wife and, and kid. So, like, people are still going out and seeing this thing in the specialty you, you uh, theater too. Not see it in 4DX. I mean, well, he he went and saw it in 3D. But I'm just saying, like, the fact that people are going to this, you know, this one theater that we have in the Miami area, and they're still going out there and seeing it, or they're probably seeing it. They've seen it once regularly, and now they're going out to see it there. That's still pretty, uh, pretty great there for that. Uh, of course, this led to people once again asking the question. So when are we gonna get? When are we gonna get something else? When are we gonna get a sequel announced? When are we gonna get another Nintendo movie? And uh, Miyamoto basically went on record saying, "Please keep an eye on our next production. Uh, this time Mario was focused, but Nintendo is like a talent agency. We have many other entertainers on our roster." Uh, so now, he now, he gives the hint. <laughs> now here's the Pikmin movie. <laughs> Man, you know how disappointing that would be if that's the next. Yeah, thing after this. Uh, I mean, it's gonna be Zelda, right? No, it'll probably be another Mario movie. But see, but he just mentioned that the next production may not have Mario. Like we have other characters. It'll be the Yoshi movie, Yoshi's Island. (laughs) They're making a movie about that finally. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I would say the three biggest, uh, you know, possibilities are you know Zelda, Metroid, or Kirby. Yeah, I think uh, definitely. I just think you've got so much with, of course, by the time this comes out, it may not matter because we don't really know what Nintendo has in the pipeline. Um, I, I would say the after. problem with Zelda, though, is like that unlike Mario, that like Zelda has a fucking story. Like, you know, right. they literally wrote a, a lore book for Zelda, like the timeline. So yeah. like what version of Zelda do you take? Or what, you know, what, what do you do? That's the interesting part, too is exactly which era of Zelda are we going to start at? Are we going to try to go in chronological order? Are we going to also, is that really something that Illumination can do? Because we really don't know. <laughs> Illumination makes the, the kind of movies that we see the Mario movie was made from. Despicable Me. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be full of like Octorox making dumb jokes or shit like that. <laughs> yeah, like I just, Zelda doesn't, it can, it can be a bit childish. Yeah. But it doesn't play well that way. Like when you think of the more beloved Zelda stories, they are they have a tinge of darkness to them. They have a tinge of more uh, seriousness to them. You know, it's not a oh, happy-go-lucky Zelda. I mean, or uh, Link, and he's going out and going on. He is going on an adventure, but his adventure making like yeah. dumb jokes or there's not a yeah. kind of humor you know there, there yeah there's not a lot of stuff to make humor out of he's not just uh oh cute and cuddly characters let me just stomp on them and uh right. get a you know it's canadorf is a serious i mean just like 
Bowser's kind of played for laughs. You don't play Ganondorf for laughs. That's not that's not him. Right. Uh so and, and, and the Triforce is yeah. He'll be singing a song called Zelda. <laughs> Zelda, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's I mean, it just it, I don't know how they're gonna do that. I mean, maybe they do spin it to another studio, maybe that Netflix project resurfaces, who knows how they're gonna handle that. Uh Kirby definitely. Kirby is right up there in the same kind of vein of Mario. I mean, you can each each yeah. uh property kind of has its problems because like Kirby has the opposite problem, really. It like has no story, like less of a story yeah. than fucking Mario. And you know, Mario you can say, Oh, he's a plumber, or you know, he at least has jobs, or he has a brother. Like, what is Kirby? Like, it's a pink ball. <laughs> yeah, you I mean they technically have a what an anime to go off of and yeah it's called right uh, back yeah it was really terrible yeah. <laughs> yeah so i mean you know what they should do honestly punch out they could do that right yeah. uh the 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 boxing is is gaining back popularity uh, the creed movies are doing that, well so that or the other actually or metroid the problem with metroid also is like Samus barely talks, <laughs> you know. Right. She has like no one to bounce ideas off of, or anything. it's like, it's a pretty solitary game. Right. Uh, so that's an issue, kind of. But realistically, uh, I think a Luigi's Mansion movies would probably happen. But yeah, for sure. Star Fox. You think so? Yeah. You think they'll do a Star Fox movie? Because that is a character. Like, it has enough of a story they can make something out of it. I don't think Illumination will do it per se. But I mean, just as a movie or a CGI movie, yeah, a pretty good main character that has like obvious like actual traits, like a personality. Right, he has clear, a cast around. Yeah, him. clear good guys and bad guys, and it would look cool. Or you know, you can make yeah really cool battles battles out of the you know what Star Fox does. So I definitely don't think Star Fox will be like the next one, but I could see if the next movie does well that's not Mario related. Yeah. It could be in the pipeline. My only issue with, I mean, now again, Star Fox brings a nostalgia that even if the games aren't doing well, I think it would do well as a movie. But yeah. my issue with it is that Star Fox has got about as much play right now as some bottom of the barrel Nintendo games because they haven't oh. had a good game since the 64. Yeah, they, they've given Star Fox into the ground, but I mean, yeah. you know. What they could do also, I mean, maybe not a new game because they've proven incapable of that. Yeah. But like an HD remake. Yeah, they could. You know, or yeah, completely remake the game and like good graphics and go, here you go, you know. Or take that and make it longer, right? Because that game was fairly short. Yeah. Uh, Also, uh, I mean, they also have Fire Emblem in the bag as well somewhere that they could pull out. Yeah, um, but that's all, that's another. It's like the Zelda issue, kind of, of like what yeah. Fire Emblem do you pick? That's like also that. something they could easily do as an anime. Yeah, uh, if they want to siphon that out to Netflix or or whatever they want to do with that. So um, they already have cutscenes in some of the games that way. So uh, why not? They they have stuff. I mean, like we've talked about before, Metroid could easily be a TV show uh, sure. and do that way better than Halo. So. It just depends on what they want to do, but I, I think definitely they have, the, as Miyamoto himself says, they have the cast of characters to be able to do their own universe if they want to. Forget, forget, forget Mario, Doctor Mario. 
not tomorrow. Right. He'll be in the next one. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's the thing that I'm sure we will be talking about until they actually announce whatever it is. Uh, but still good to see uh, the Super Mario movie doing well. Uh, I did mention that the Star Wars Jedi Survivor game is coming out on Friday, the 28th. And some controversy has started to come out about the physical version. Now, for people like me, I don't give a crap. I buy the digital one, whatever. But people like Mark, who like to have physical versions of your games. Um, I, I like to have the cheapest version. Yeah, well, that too. <laughs> but but usually that is the physical version, right? Because the, the digital ones, it takes a while for them to go on sale. And then they also can rip the sale right out of you if they want. Whereas the physical ones usually... Once they go on sale, they don't put them back at right, you know, that old price or whatever. The thing with this is that apparently there's there's the first of all the file size is ridiculously huge for the uh, PS5 and Series X and PC versions. Uh, it's 150 gigabytes, I think. Uh, I've seen somewhere around it may even be like 170. And then, but on the Series S, where they don't have the 4K textures, it's 44. So right, honestly, they uh, should. Yeah, what they should do is just put like the 1080p version on the disc and say, "Hey, if you want to, if you want the 4K version, download it." You know, here you go. But yeah, um, that's what other that's what other games have done. You know, it's not out of the realm. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They could do that, right? They could just say, "Okay, if you don't want the 4K." Uh, you don't have a 4K TV, you don't need it, then here, this is the version you download. Um, also, there's a... I, this hasn't... I don't think it's been confirmed, but there's a rumor going around that only the first hour is actually on the disc, and then the rest of the game has to be downloaded. Which, obviously, doesn't really matter at this moment, and won't matter probably for a long time, but if we ever get to the point again where, let's say we're around the PS7 times, and they're going to shut down the service to the PS5. Yeah. Uh, you may not be able to play that game if you don't have it already downloaded on your Right. So, uh, again, well, I mean, the whole, yeah. The bigger problem also is, like, even nowadays, like, not everyone has internet or good internet, so. Right, yeah. I mean, is there a big sticker in the disc saying, like, online play or online required? Online required hour? to download, yeah. You know, I mean, it basically makes you install. So, you know, we've been having these. This has been away for a while, but when you have the discs, especially on the PS5, I don't know if it does this on the series still or not. Um, I know for the Xbox One, it didn't matter if you had the disc or not. It made you install the whole game. For the PS4, it only made you install part of the game because you had the disc. Right. With this game, regardless of whatever you buy it on, you have to install the entire game on your console. Which, you know, if you don't have the SSD, that also takes up a lot of space for your console. Yeah, have you seen... To be able to play it, yeah. Side note, have you seen, like, how cheap PS5 SSDs are nowadays? Yes. Which Uh, proves my point. (laughs) Well, yeah, because that's the thing. Xbox said for a long... You know, when they they first came out, they said, oh, we're going to have third-party ones. And they just have never materialized. Yeah, and it never happened. Wait a second. Exactly. (laughs) So that's the thing is I think also they're just not seeing the return on investment for these things. I think not enough people are buying them because why? You don't need them. I have an external drive hooked up to mine 
all I do is move it. It takes seconds, takes yeah. minutes, and there you go. Bam, it's there. I don't have to wait hours and hours to have it move from one to another. So, um, and you don't have to have these. They have, like, I have the little Seagate one that's like two terabytes. I don't have these big hulking external drives that maybe take up a lot of space or whatever. So there's ways around it. Right. Uh, that's the thing too. At least you have options. It's not like when the Vita where you didn't really have an option. It was, that's it. You know? Yeah. Um, it just, it, I agree with you. It sucks, right? They should have cheaper third party options, but if you're one of these companies, why am I going to waste my time making a third party Xbox thing when no, when people aren't going to buy it? Right. Uh, people are not really buying the console as is. So that, that's another thing. Um, did you see the sales for those? Uh, you know, PS5 is outselling it like two to one, so or even three to one in some cases. Yeah, just yeah, I've seen the PS5 being more stores, like it's not readily available, but more right. stores are getting it nowadays. Uh definitely. Um, I've I've seen it going to Walmart a few times. So yeah. uh if you haven't got one yet and you have the money for it, I mean it's available it's, to you. It's pretty easy to find online nowadays, also. Like, I saw a video about scalpers getting pissed because, you know, they bought 2,000 PS5s hoping to, like, mark it up, but they can't do that anymore. And now they're, like, losing money on it. Yeah, uh, for a while in Japan, the PS5 was uh, selling like crazy, and a lot of it was because uh, they were being scalped in China. Yeah. So it that was interesting as well. Like, they kept saying, oh, man, oh, the PS5 sales are up, and it's like, yeah, a lot of those are because they they're being sold in China from scalpers. <laughs> it's not really like saying a whole lot about the sales for the PS5 organic. I guess sales are sales regardless. Right. Yeah, so that I mean that's that's one game that's coming. We know another game that is also coming. It's actually coming the same week as Street Fighter 6 Diablo 4, which Mark you know we talked about Mark played the beta. They're going to have another beta, uh, the last one, uh, called the Server Slam. Uh, I don't know who decided that they needed to have it this be this weekend, May 12th to the 14th, because, you know, there's another game called uh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom coming out that weekend. Uh, I'm not saying that no, no uh, there's not, yeah. That's a small game. No one will care. Yeah, no one will care. I mean, there's definitely going to be people playing this, this Server yeah. Slam. Uh, like, like not me. every, yeah. It, I mean, yeah, exactly. We know Mark doesn't like uh, this uh, version of Zelda. I'm probably not going to run to pick it up either because I didn't really care that much for the first one. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I'm sure Breath of the Wild 2 will be fine, right? From a gameplay perspective, but yeah, it's just not entirely in my wheelhouse. So yeah, if I can, if, uh, if I can find it for cheap, sure, I'd try it. Or if someone got it for me, it's about it. Uh, I can't. I can't say too much because I don't know what's going to happen when we get to that point. If I'm going to fall into the FOMO and I eventually just buy it because everybody's freaking talking about it, you'll, but you'll buy the Japanese collector's edition that comes with silverware. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> no, but some will look kind of cool though. I do agree there. Yes. So May 12th to the 14th, you can play the server slam, which gives you access to uh level 20 cap character. You can play the prologue, the entirety of act one and the first zone. And there's a big boss at the end as well. And if you beat the boss, you get like a mount. Yeah, so, I beat that boss in the first beta or the one I played. 
So it's going to go do that again. <laughs> yeah, I guess you can. And that mount does carry over. Uh, this... Yeah, I, I wish it carried over from the last beta, but apparently not. <laughs> well, I guess this gives you a reason to play this beta. Then. Yeah. Um, I got to go re-download the beta again because I had deleted it thinking that there was going to be no more betas. Uh, right. So, And this time I actually play it. So uh, we'll see. It You do... Uh, so you don't carry any progress from those early access open betas, but you do any rewards that you got from those you can, you'll have in this. Right. Cause um, I, I got like the wolf mount thing that carries over. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's a neat thing that you'll be able to do uh, pretty soon here. Uh, something that you still can't do in China though, is play blizzard games because of that whole thing with NetEase, uh blizzard having the fallout and now NetEase, you know, we talked about that. I think the last time we covered it was that NetEase was threatening a lawsuit and they have come good on that. They are filing the lawsuit on Activision Blizzard for the total of 43.5 million US dollars. That's not anything to sneeze at. They are seeking basically to cover refunds for discontinued games and services they are wanting also compensation for unsold merchandise, inventory, deposits on undeveloped games, and unequal provisions favoring Blizzard Entertainment in these licensing agreements. Yeah. So that's a whole lot of mumbo jumbo to say that they basically want to you know get some money back for all the losses that they are in, have incurred due to not having uh, lengthened that deal that they had previously. Right. Do you think they will win? I, I'd say it's possible. But some of the some of the stuff is like weird. Like, of course, the license is going to be unequal on Blizzard side. It's like, yeah, yeah they they provided the game. Like you're just right. providing the translation and like the server, you know, the is that the Chinese, access to the yeah Chinese server upgrade or uh, you know that's it. But you know, it's interesting. Or like once Microsoft does take over, you know, it's probably going to be all ironed out within like a few days or you know like a month or two <laughs> yeah I, that's something interesting that i want to see too like how quickly does microsoft try to make good on this <laughs> yeah because you gotta, imagine, uh, you gotta you gotta think that like activision kind of needs china or needs that huge population you know wow population or overwatch or stuff like that i mean all they've ever wanted is to have a lot in china especially on the microsoft end so Anything they can do to help that, they're definitely gonna. Yeah. Uh, want, yeah. Ne I don't even know if they can go around them in China. If they can do it their own way, or they have to go through NetEase. They don't have to go through NetEase, but I think they do have to go through like a Chinese company. Or, right. I mean, they could they could set up like Blizzard China, but you gotta imagine the cost for that would be higher than going to just like a regular or you know a traditional company. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's one I guess to watch as well. Uh, another game that released in this week that I didn't even mention that Horizon Forbidden West DLC, um, Burning Shores, is also out there. You can, you know, Mark could technically get it if you wanted to for his copy nah. for Horizon Forbidden West, uh, but he's he's probably not. I really um, hate it. I saw the update. Like I read some of the update notes, and I, I really hate all this really stupid phobias people have nowadays. Like, uh. This one, it's like, oh, we added a mode in case you're scared of water. Like, yes, uh, deep water phobia. Yes, yeah. It's like, oh, now you can't drown, or now it's easy, or like, 
when I booted up the Marvel Avengers game like a, like a month ago, it was like one of the warnings initially was like, oh, we have an arachnophobia uh, mode where like some of the robots look like spiders. You can turn those off. And it's like, really? Why don't you just die? either A, get over it, or B, you don't play the damn game. Ah, I mean, people have phobias. Why shouldn't they yes, be able to play the game? When it comes to like a real thing, you know, it if I if I had a spider phobia and a spider was crawling on my hand, I might freak out. Seeing a spider robot in a game that is fiction, it's not like it's real, you know. Right. It's like what were those people doing like when we're like the spider game came out on PS1. There's no fucking arachnophobia mode for that thing. Uh, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, Mark, but I, I think it's more of an accessibility kind of thing that they've, uh, especially but, Sony. See, has like, been... having subtitles or like a colorblind mode is fine, you know, because that's like a real, like a real disability. <laughs> right. You being scared of drowning when you're sitting in your apartment playing this game not so much yeah like like if it was for vr i think i would kind of understand yeah but again right? it's the whole um, mindset of well yeah we had that horizon vr game but but like you you know you're playing a game or you know you know it's fake like right uh, but i mean when you get immersed into it uh like let's say you're playing a resident evil game don't you get scared like don't you have, if you have claustrophobia, you might feel that while you're playing? I mean, nah, uh, really. well, like, what if I have a zombie phobia? It's like, what am I not, not supposed to play those games then? I, I guess, yeah, that would be more of a problem, I think. If uh, you yeah. had zombie phobia, I don't know why you would play that game at all. But, it, like, technically, the, the water thing is not the whole part of it. It's, we're not playing Abzu here, where the whole point is to be in, in the water. Like, right. In the, being in the water is just part of it. So it allows you to kind of get through that without being like, oh man, I can't progress here because I have this thing of I'm, if I drown in the game, I'm going to feel like I'm drowning also in real life. So uh, I would tell, like I said, I'd tell that person either get over it or don't play the game. Move on. I guess, but I, I just don't see where like, you know, it's an option. Right, well, like I can turn it what off. What would that person like, do when they play Echo the Dolphin is freak out? You know, I I think at that point they just wouldn't play Echo the Dolphin if that really yeah. bothered them. I don't, you know, but I get what you're saying, Mark. Like I get it from your perspective, but I think it's really not that the, oh, big a deal. I, <laughs> like, I have, yeah, I have, I have uh, deep water phobia, so I guess I can't play Mario, Sonic, yeah. Kirby, you know, Zelda. Like, nope, those are all out. I now. mean, also those things are like a lot of them are you know, 2D, so maybe it doesn't affect you as much as, like, when you see it, like, as beautifully as it looks in Horizon, so that me, also... underwater is not great in that game, so... Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I would probably use the mode Yeah. Honestly, just, you know, to make the game brighter, or, like, underwater brighter, because, like, underwater, right. it's pretty dark, like, intentionally, so that would just make it easier to get around in, but it's not like, oh, now I feel you know, calmer because my phobia is sated. Be like, no, no. But, but, but it does work for you though. Cause you just said that it makes it easier for you to be able to see in the water. But it's so. not a, it's not a psychological hang on, right. you know? Yeah. I just, I don't know when it comes to accessibility, I don't have an issue with them adding things I, that don't affect I don't, me. I, I don't mind some right. issues, like I said, right. but right. having a big warning on like Avengers, like the second warning being like, Oh, if you're scared of spiders, turn this mode off. It's like, 
Yeah, it's it's like grounded, right? Like that whole game is about insects, but they made it to where you could also turn them into a little, uh, you know, childlike or cartoony looking things that are not as scary. So yeah. you could kill them without suffering arachnophobia. I don't. So my, my phobia is dying in games. So just have God mode on for me constantly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I get, that is a thing in a lot of games. Some so. games, yeah. <laughs> They need to have that in more games, uh, I guess. Uh, it's it's kind of like, you know, Sony needs to feel like they have to have a new studio all the time. So they they have acquired another one, uh, Firewalk Studios, uh, which this is technically, it was made by some folks that were with Bungie. So they left Bungie to form their own studio. And then lo and behold, they, are, they have now been bought by Sony. So they technically work for Sony anyway. Uh, they, they're basically going to be working on another one of Sony's uh, multiplayer initiative games. Um, they once again stated that they have plenty of those in the pipeline. And, and like yeah. with like Ubisoft and the division by Benny, barely any of them are going to hit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they really only need one to hit uh, quite honestly, but if they can get a few of them to hit, I, then, I think if they ever make a Destiny three, like that would probably do pretty well. I just don't think that they are. Well, I I mean they have to eventually. They can't just keep bolting more shit onto Destiny too, because eventually that tech is just going to become, you know, too cumbersome to deal with. You know. Yeah, but I mean, that's I, the I thing mean, too. Like somebody talked about it right in that. Uh, they said in order to do that, they would have to like undo all the things that they've been doing with Destiny 2. Yeah. Um, and start like making a whole new engine, put things in it, and then they have to kind of quietly sunset Destiny 2. Like, that is that's a whole lot of work. Um, you know, but, like, do you think in 10 years Destiny 2 will still be around, or do you think they'll just move on to Destiny 3? Like, I don't mean. I don't mean like Destiny Three is going to come out next year, but yeah. I just mean it will I mean, eventually maybe, have to come out. Maybe for the next version of consoles, whatever those are, yeah, they might have plans of there being a Destiny, right, where they can start fresh and say, "Listen, this is a brand new experience, only for PlayStation Six and Xbox, whatever." And if Nintendo's involved, like, uh, I mean, Nintendo's just because like, nope, it's not coming here. <laughs> yeah, like you know, if Nintendo's still doing if they decide to do something else besides the switch and decide to uh come and 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 want to be part of the technology war which they they haven't for so many years that i guess it doesn't matter but still the whole point is they go okay destiny 2 not going to work with this it's destiny 3 and that's it and this is a brand new thing and we're going to start from scratch i think they would have to do that like i don't think i don't think we're going to see destiny 3 while the PS5 and Xbox series are the main console. Yeah. Because it just doesn't make sense. They just released the, the Witch Queen thing not too long ago. I mean, they keep putting out content for it. Like, I, I just don't see them going through all that. So, But I, I do think at some point we will probably get a Destiny I mean, 3. I take the long, I guess more like the long view, where like, you know, they made, you know, Guild Wars 1, and then they eventually made Guild Wars 2, or they made... You know, EverQuest. Right, one. but then have they ever made a Guild Wars three? Like, well, Guild Wars two is still relatively. Uh, right, but couldn't Destiny two also 
in the same vein do that? Yeah, like, but I, I guess I just mean like Destiny 2, they seem to like want to push that envelope further. And also I've heard like Destiny 2 is kind of a nightmare to work on uh, because right. it already has like, like a lot of tech debt from Destiny 1. So imagine yeah. if they could like clean, here your character, here's a whole new area. Or We'll see. Yeah. Uh, that I mean, I've seen I a mean, lot of people getting upset saying, oh, fix your game. Do all this. Give us Destiny Three. Give us something different. And they, and everybody, everybody has that refute of, "Hey, this is not just simple as, oh, let me start working on the engine tomorrow, and then in a year we're going to have Destiny Three. That's that's not how that's going to work. I mean, right. So, is there somebody perhaps toying around with the idea and thinking about things that could be in a Destiny? Sure. Yeah. Uh, but but I just don't think that we're going to see that anytime soon. Uh, you said maybe 10 years uh, at that time. Um, well, if you go by what they initially said, that destiny one is supposed to be, you know, a 10 year game. Right. Now, Act- yeah. Yeah. Like Activision was like, hell no. <laughs> like, so uh, we don't play that game of just having one game and have it be around for 10 years. We got to have, but imagine, destiny. imagine if they, have that that okay destiny 2 is supposed to be our 10-year game you know by that metric it's four years from now when destiny 3 is yeah. coming out <laughs> yeah i it's possible yeah it's not impossible that it could happen but i don't know Ed, i de- definitely right now what they care about is having these other different multiplayer right. uh, games be out there um you know and they they want to help this new studio helped them grow the live service operations, delivers to a special game for gamers. We'll see how that goes. Again, like you said, we'll see how any of these multiplayer games work and if any of them are fun or something worth actually checking out. But until we see one and until it's available for people to play, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we have more... Uh, layoffs happening meta itself already had cut 11,000 employees or 13% of its workforce late last year. Uh, it said it's going to cut 10,000 more jobs by May. So little by little, and we've seen Disney doing it as well. So now unfortunately ready at dawn, who's one of the game studios that meta purchased to work right. on VR games is, uh, they one third of their studio was laid off. Uh, it really sucks. Of course, obviously, Ready at Dawn were the folks that are known for making 1886, the, the older 1886. Sorry, uh, which there's a lot of people that actually like that game and want are, a second one. They're dumb and wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it was short enough to where it didn't bother them, I guess. <laughs> but that's the I problem. Still, it's too short. You can close that game like four hours, you know? Like, man, I remember thinking the premise was the fucking shit when that came out. and Or when, when they first announced that. And yeah. then when the game came out and that's what it was, it was like, oh, man, how disappointing. Right. Like, uh, But definitely, it, yeah. It's the problem of, like, what Rare went through, kind of. You know, they got bought by a studio. Like, you know, Ready at Dawn wasn't, like, a great developer. But they were competent right. enough, or you know, they made good portable games for the most part. You know, they got bought by another company, and they got forced to work in VR crap that no one cares about, and they are getting you know killed over it. Yeah, they're doing the was it Echo VR? 
Yeah, Echo, Echo like Lone Arena. Echo and Echo Arena, which I think shut down or is shutting down like later this year. Yeah, so they worked on that. Uh, well, Order eighteen eighty six, which is probably their most famous yep. game. Uh, uh, God, God of War, Ghost of Sparta, the PSP game, and, and the Chains other of Olympus. Are, yeah. yeah, the other one, and, and Daxter. Yeah, and they worked on was it the Portable Kami or yeah, because originally so, a PS two game. Like so, they, they were they were okay. I mean, they weren't like the best studio, but they they could crank out a good game. And now they're being you know VR bitches that that market is already kind of slowly dwindling. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it depends on who you uh, listen to, right? Because some people are saying, oh man, look at the, how the Meta Quest 2 is still selling and it's selling this yeah, amount. But and It didn't sell worth shit last year for like, right. the, hol- like the holidays. Like, they dropped the sales by like 95%. It's like, that's not... If you think that's healthy... You're living in a dream world, you know. But then they also raised the price on. Yeah, they raised it by like a hundred bucks. I mean, they also like lowered it on the cheap mo- or the expensive model to be pretty much like what it used to be. But right. like a hundred dollar price increase would not drop the interest ninety five percent. Yeah, I, I think from like casual purchasers that had seen the other price and said, "Oh man, I might dip into it." Yes, right. Uh, but but I mean, anybody I... that was serious about VR, yeah, they would. I, well, I think that also they've reached saturation point where everyone who really wants mm-hmm. VR already has it. They don't, I don't know about you or if you've been in a Best Buy or anything, but like they don't even have like the VR kiosks anymore. No, they like, don't. Around here, to, like for people to like check it out. And, you know, as they've been talking about online over the past two weeks, like PR, PSVR 2 is dead in the water. <laughs> I, I still want to see what happens to that when it, if it ever hits. Yeah. Um, I don't think I want to count that out yet until it hits stores. And then if, if we're talking about those boxes are sitting there and nobody's buying them or Sony's having to slash the price in half or whatever, then at that point, is it a victory if you're selling them at half the price, you know, and taking a huge loss. Right. Uh, So unfortunately, very much like mobile gaming, we're seeing that VR is also, kind of hitting that saturation point too. It's it's interesting to me. I was I was listening to uh several things that were talking about how really consoles are being bought by our generation more than anyone else. The Gen Z and uh generation after us uh they're not really buying consoles that much. They're not really that much into video games. Um well they, I think know, they are but it's just what video games are is different. Right. They're playing the free-to-play stuff. So right. You don't need a console for it. You can play on your tablet. You can play on your phone. You can play it on the computer. Yeah. Uh, so you don't need to buy a console for Um And I think also, like, I've I've realized that some of my daughter as well, like, and I and this is not from somebody. I didn't try to get my daughter into playing video games on purpose. She found that by herself. I wasn't. They are constantly being like, oh, and now you got to play this game with me. And now you got to play. Like, for me, it was actually the opposite, right? I saw my brother playing. And then, but my brother never actively said, oh, Sean, here's the controller. Play this while I go do something else or whatever. Like, it was basically me deciding. My dad bought a Super Nintendo. And that's kind of how I entertained myself. And I kind of got into games that way. Uh, even though I like other things, like I like going outside and playing sports and other stuff. It wasn't just a like, 
I was video games is my only thing. But like my daughter found Roblox by herself. She found uh Minecraft by herself, other games that are like sort of in a more available state that she could play with her friends, right? Over yeah. Discord or whatever. And that's kind of what she likes. If I present an actual game to her, aside from uh It Takes Two, which she really got into, not a lot of other games really appeal to her. I find it interesting. And when she talks to her friends, a lot of them don't have, you know, consoles in the house either or, or whatever. Right. Um, or if they do, it's like, it's kind of like me. Oh, that's my dad's thing. So it is interesting to see like where that's going. Like is gaming going to be different? Could Microsoft actually be the one that's like full, full proofing themselves for that time where, Man, consoles is really going to be a thing that we're really not talking about. Uh, you know, if we're talking about connecting a thing to do to your TV, you buy a controller and all the games are on that, you know, um, instead of paying 500 bucks for this thing that sits in front of your TV. I don't know. I don't know when or if that ever happens, but I, I've, I do wonder sometimes if actually Microsoft's just headed in the right direction. They're just doing it like 10 years too early yeah right um but we'll see uh if or when that ever comes uh speaking of at least let's talk about some things that are releasing at some point here or perhaps relatively soon in the case of, of some of these games um i know the indie stuff is not necessarily your bag all the time mark but did you watch any of this or i saw a few trailers but yeah. only briefly but Anything stand out to you that you saw, or not really? Right, it all seemed that was that the one with the cat game. There was, uh, there was two cat games. There was the the night market one that's been shown off a bazillion times. It feels like, and then there was that that small like black cat. Yeah, that's what game. I that's when I yeah. saw. Yeah, okay, that might be okay. I mean, they kind of looked like uh, a better looking version of that, like Untitled Goose. But yes, um. I, I've been excited for Oxen Free 2. So the fact that they uh, showed this off in the indie world, uh, interesting that they, they noted the Netflix thing there. Uh, Night School Studios, a Netflix studio. Like yeah. they were uh, not being coy about putting that on there. Obviously, Netflix owns the, the studio there. But um, yeah, I love the first game. So I'm excited for this game to come out and uh, that you can. Uh, Technically, I guess I, I could play it on a console or I, I could also play it on my phone on just subscribing through Netflix. So that's something interesting to think about as well when that game does come out. Another one that obviously interests me because I've talked many times about how much I love rhythm games and I felt like, man, would they ever do this? And they finally have Crypt of the, Net the, Crypt of the Necro Dancer has another like spinoff game and this one's called Rifts of the Necro Dancer. And it's actually like a sort of a play on Guitar Hero uh, Rock Band where it actually has like the musical track that goes down and you have to hit the note in time with the beat. But it, uh, you have to hit it in a way like the, the rhythm game way and not um, well, it is also a rhythm game, but it's not in the same like kind of adventure right, yeah. uh, type thing like the, the Zelda one or. Um, the other one was so yeah yeah it's it's still cool that they announced this and it exists uh, that's not something i i thought was a thing until i saw this so 
and but it, it, the the art style is so well done that immediately as soon as i saw the girl on there i was like oh this is this is a necrodance because they're the ones that do that that style um but yeah i love games like this so uh pretty awesome that they're doing this and it also has like a story mode too which is pretty neat uh as well so <laughs> cool that they they kind of brought that in too so that was one of the ones that i was kind of i uh, left me kind of like oh i, I really want to see what this is going to look like when um it actually comes out yeah uh i i am one that was has been excited for that uh what's it called um maneko's night market that i feel like has been shown off at least three or four times by yeah. now uh it's supposed to have come out i don't know how many times and it's finally coming supposedly on september 26th uh to the switch so it's like a narrative uh sort of adventure simulation game that you have like various jobs around and and you're trying to have this market that you get people to buy things at um some of the other stuff wasn't that intriguing to me uh for the most part uh i still need to check out um both the shovel knight pocket dungeon and cults of the lamb at some point i don't know when i'll actually do that but right yeah, yeah. uh and then another i i liked the, i liked blasphemous the first one so it's cool that they're having a second one. Uh, that was pretty neat that that's uh, coming out. And then they had that, uh, I forgot what it's called, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, which kind of looked like Jet Set Radio. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So that's that looked neat, too. I'll be interested to see more of that as well. But um, if we're going to talk about Nintendo games that I love and did not expect to get this soon, Right now, as you're listening to this, you can literally go play the Xenoblade Chronicles 3 DLC, uh, the final one, uh, Future Redeemed. And it's actually supposed to be bigger than the Golden Torna one, which came out for Xenoblade Chronicles 2. So that's pretty... Like, I didn't expect that either. I thought it was going to be maybe something in between uh, Future Connected and the Torna one. Not that it's going to be bigger than that one. Right. Um, we got to see all of the founding fathers and I guess mothers and all that stuff. You got to see like adult Shulk and adult uh, Rex, which is awesome. So yeah, I'm going to be excited to dive, dive into this story. Uh, that will probably be the game that I am talking about the most. If, if we do a show next week. So yeah, man. Uh, thank you Nintendo for just like shadow dropping this and then going, Oh yeah, it's out in a week. Like, yeah. Uh, if you haven't bought that thirty dollars DLC, you might want to do that now. So, uh, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, go up in price. No, I don't think it will. It's just. Um, well, didn't Torna get like a separate, like a like a? Well, Torna got a physical edition. Yeah, it's right? a standalone. Yeah. Uh, this, I think, if they they haven't said that it's gonna have a physical edition right now, uh, I don't know if they will release it in the future. But right now, it is digital. And yeah, so it'll be at that $30 price point that it's been at since the game launched originally last year. Uh, I just did not. I thought when they said the fall that it was really going to come in the fall. Yeah. Uh, but then realizing that, oh, you have those two big Pokemon DLCs in the fall. You kind of don't want that also coming in the fall and then getting eaten alive. So yeah, give somebody, give, give people stuff to do here in April. Um, and I, you know, a little bit before we get to Zelda and then 
they kind of have Zelda to carry them until whenever it is that they're going to announce so next year, the next stuff, you know. And then there's Advance Wars that came out a couple yeah. of days ago as well. That I have to, uh, I'm still like trying to get myself to not buy the freaking uh, pixel remaster. I keep saying, no, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. And then everybody, I, I keep looking at my timeline to see people playing it now. And I'm like, nope, don't fall into that. Don't f- right. I have to keep telling myself not to. Uh, but yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff. And I just went through that whole list of stuff that's coming on, on Game Pass. But uh, there is more uh, stuff coming. This is kind of leading into our, I guess, unless you have something else that you... Oh, before we get into that, really quick. Um, what do you so, think of uh, Suzume? Or yeah, I saw that last week. It was good. It's in the, it's in line with uh, that other guy, the the director's like past work. Uh, like your name and whether yeah. weathering with you. Uh, I saw the subbed version. I didn't see the dubbed, but I, I assume that's also good. Right. I like the main actress to the dubbed version quite a bit. So for like me that just saw the name of the movie and uh, Todd the Cakey reviewed it last week as well. Um, like, what is it about? Or uh, a young girl or like a high school girl and a high school guy. They are tasked with basically closing doors, like mysterious doors, to like the uh, the netherworld. Uh, and if they don't, then like this worm thing comes out of the doors that creates earthquakes. Uh, so that's why they have to shut them. But the the boy gets transformed into a three legged chair that is like runs around and is anthropomorphized. Okay. Uh, and they're trying to chase down, like the doors can be sealed by, they have like a key, uh, which made me think of Kingdom Hearts actually quite a bit. Yeah. They have like a whole, they have like a whole like ritual they have to do. And it looks right. just like how Sora would close a key, you know, the keyhole. Uh, yeah. But they're trying to find these two keystones. Uh, and if they can find them and place them, uh, like the doors will shut permanently for a while, I think. And like one of them is like a cat that is like running around. He's they they have magical powers because the cat is the one who transformed the guy into the door or the the chair. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, so they're trying to chase him, the cat, and but they're also trying to close the doors. But yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, I'm, gl- I'm it, glad you liked like it. It's a it's one of those types of like Japanese. I wouldn't say supernatural, but kind of like fairy tale, like modern day fairy tale movies that yeah. they are pretty fond of. <laughs> right. Because like your name had similar, I just rewatched that with a friend also like yesterday, and you know whether with you has the same, not the same story, but the same kind of elements. So, yeah, if you like those, it's it's well, it's pretty good, and it looks really really good. Obviously, definitely one I've got to go watch. Yeah, uh, for sure. I don't know how. I mean, you, you have an expensive theater by you by you, so I don't know if they'll have it or not. But. Oh well, they have one that's cheap, and actually, usually Tuesdays they have like a well. Okay, so the one that I went to see the 4DX is not by me. Yeah. Um, we have one. The one by me, the closest one actually by me, is uh, they do have like a five dollar Tuesdays thing. So I might see if maybe I don't know if I'll see it tomorrow or like another Tuesday, but see, definitely one. Yeah. Yeah, like the theater is by me. They just have matinees until like five p.m. or six p.m. Yeah. Bucks. Uh but then even after that, like the max price for a ticket is like ten. Oh wow, that's that's really cheap. No, it, so yeah, it's like, kind of expensive after. Yeah, like Jens, he saw Mario. I think just like a regular theater, and for him and his wife, it was like damn near. It was like over forty bucks, and it's like what? <laughs> yep, that's how much it. That's how much it cost me for forty X with Anaya's. Yeah, but I think he uh, just saw like a regular show. 
showing. So that's crazy that that costs that much for just yeah. Yeah, for me and my friend to see Mario it was like eleven eleven thirty or something. Or, you know, actually it was just like ten thirty. So I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. So I mean, I, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, uh, we'll yeah. You should see it in the theater if you can. Uh I mean, do you like subs or dubs more? Um, I rather. I don't care. I watch. I mean, I watch One Piece. Yeah. Uh, maybe for Anaya, she might care about the. T- yeah, either. like if you're just gonna see it alone, it's up to you. I mean, if it's with her, by dubs. But yeah, I'm the same way. Like, I don't really care. I saw it subbed, but when I, I'm gonna probably buy it when it comes out on home release, so I'll probably see that the dub version, main actress, like how she sounds in the. That is crazy. So the one by me. Sorry, this is terrible yeah, um, podcast stuff but the one by me how on earth do you have this on a school night at 10 o'clock at night yeah like you would think that this would be at like i don't know 6 p.m or something like that right. um that that kind of sucks i can't really justify taking her at that time on a tuesday right yeah. uh yeah that that kind of sucks i wish um it was at an earlier time See, let me check. The, the one by me, uh, it's playing the subver. They're both playing this two times per day. The sub, <laughs> sorry, the subbed version is twelve forty p.m. and six fifty p.m. and the dubbed version is like three forty p.m. and ten fifteen p.m. Mm. But that's every day. I mean, so you know, and it's also a two-hour movie, so it would we would I wouldn't be getting out of it until midnight, which that's, right. That's, that's not great. Um, yeah, I'd have to just look at when we're not on the podcast about yeah. what's was was there on us if it's even th- still there uh, on Saturday. Um, so, yeah, going back to what I was talking about with um, the the games that are coming out, there's a lot, uh, especially if you like. I mean, other than the one big one, which obviously we talked about, which is the Star Wars Jedi Survivor, I'm sure a lot of people are going to go buy that. Yeah. Um, they're going to be playing the crap out of that. So um, I still need to go play the first one. Uh, so that being said, I did mention a lot of these, but it's so funny because I'm pretty sure that Xseed was really hoping that that RPG vibe was going to be filled by Trinity Trigger, which is... Uh, a co-op game very much in the secret of mana vibe. And then yeah. all of a sudden Nintendo releases the Xenoblade Chronicles three expansion on the same day. So that might steal some of its thunder there. I'm actually sort of interested in Trinity trigger, but uh, now with Xenoblade, I'm probably going to wait on that. Uh, there's a souls like action adventure game, straight light that comes out as well. Uh, I played the original fairy fencer F um, this is like a remaster that's coming to all the consoles of Xbox. Uh, Refrain Chord, which if you like strategy games with some RPG, yeah. uh, definitely worth checking out. It's one of the better ID, Idea Factory games. Uh, you know, sometimes they can really come out with some yeah. stinkers aside from the Neptunia stuff. Uh, that a little hit or miss. <laughs> yeah, even that. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, even that is a little bit hit or miss. As well, um, the new uh, Genshin Impact game, uh, Honkai Star Rail, also comes out uh, in a couple of days. So if you are Genshin Impact out or you want the next sort of thing in that, it is there. 
Yeah. Uh, that Bramble the Mountain King, which there is a demo for it on the on the PS5, uh, also comes out this on the 27th. Good lord. Um, and then that uh, case of the Benedict Fox thing that I talked about, which um, Annapurna Joint is going to be pretty good. And of course, if you haven't played Monster Hunter High, uh, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, the expansion comes to the new consoles uh, and the old ones, I guess. Um, this uh, on the same day as Jedi Survivor, so there is plenty of stuff for you to go check out uh, in this week, our uh, weekend. Uh, for you if you don't have something to play there's there's something pretty much for everyone uh at that point and then the next week redfall will be there um probably not a lot of people maybe gonna buy it because of the whole thing with uh that controversy we talked about last week but you can go play it on game pass so yeah there's that i guess but all right uh i will say that i've obviously you know should have talked to Mark about this before, so I would have come prepared. But uh, Mark is going to have to have uh, some surgery done, so he yep. he may not be around for an entire anywhere from two weeks to a month. Yeah, so we're going to play it by ear. <laughs> we may have a show next week. We may not. Uh, I may have to go start trying to find some uh, temporary guest hosts or several temporary guest hosts. Um, may talk to Keith and company over there, see what I can line up so we can still do this. Uh, so it may not come out on Monday. It may actually come out early on Sunday or we'll see. Um, but I'll at least make tweets about it. So if you follow me at WTM Sean uh, or at the WTM Network, there'll be tweets there letting you know. Uh, you can also follow Market Humanity Plague. If you like what you heard or you always want to support us, you can do that by subscribing to the network on YouTube. If that's how you prefer, you can also just find us video games to the max on your favorite podcatcher and subscribe there. Or also, of course, you can give us a review, five stars or however you feel like, you know, we deserve there. Uh, appreciate it either way. And well, whether we do one next week or not, thank you for joining us. Uh, always appreciate y'all being around and listening or watching. And we'll see you later. Later.